Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming up back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there. This is all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos. Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet today at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, our good friend Joe Soro, who said he would try to make it today to afford today's show. Go ahead and check out what he's doing at Lakersball.com. It's Ox1947 and, of course, everything that he does for Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Also, go ahead and please like and subscribe today to really help us out. Go ahead and get us out there to as many eyes and ears as possible. So if you can like and subscribe, and truly appreciate it as well because it helps us out. Our good friends at Hoop Heads Podcast Network, always got to give them a shout out. And if you can support everything that we do, it is sincerely appreciated. The Lakers closing out this road trip looking actually pretty good coming off two games in a row winning streak and everything seemed to be going well the lakers coming back into shape around the corner you've got austin reeves getting healthy so he'll be here hopefully as early as next week and everything is looking starting to look good for the game russell westbrook was an iffy decision game time decision but he is actually okay then you hear the rumors going around as far as Kyrie maybe coming to la maybe heightening that a little bit more as far as the tension, but the Lakers having a chance to go ahead and tie the New Orleans Pelicans head into New Orleans today to go ahead and face off against New Orleans. And for most of the game, it looked like the Lakers were going to go ahead and take this game and take it rather easily. They were up by as many as a dozen points looking pretty good, but 
some questionable rotation decisions down the stretch in the third quarter brought the Pelicans back, gave them the kind of momentum they need. A very, very questionable decision at the end of the third quarter by winning Gabriel cost us some points, some badly needed points that we need. And unfortunately, the fourth quarter, we just could not make up the difference all the way through. We stayed close, but close only counts in horseshoes as the Lakers do fall 131 to 126. LeBron and AD gave you a, a outstanding games. Didn't get as many contributions as I would like to see, but the Lakers still with Anthony Davis at 20, uh, 34 points. LeBron James, 27 points. Also as well, Russell Westbrook had a little bit better shooting game, even though he was under the weather with 15. And then you had Lonnie Walker chipping with 11 and Torrey Brown with 13, but unfortunately was not enough as the defense didn't decided not to show up today and with any consistency. The lack of rotational, I guess, uh, good decision-making on the part of Darvin Ham, I think uh, didn't work in the Lakers' favor today. I thought not staggering, once again, as I brought this up on several occasions, we're not staggering LeBron and AD properly in and out of the lineup. I think really hurts the Lakers with those non-LeBron AD minutes when they're both out of the game. It really is not a pretty sight, and that unfortunately came. Uh, I think that was the difference right there. The six points you lose was in those minutes, and the Lakers unfortunately fall 131 to 126. Another small three-guard lineup at times, which I know has got to frustrate a lot of people. And here today to talk about today's game, good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. He's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. I'm hoping to get Sean Grice back. He must be the internet gremlins, but it is Laker Tom. Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. A very disappointing loss. I know you said it's just another game. That's no big deal. What's more important is the trade. I know that's what you're most focused on, but still, this has got to be a game where, like, this is one of the many games we could have had and should have had, but unfortunately didn't get. Yeah, you know, it, it is a disappointing game in a sense that, like so many of the games that we've lost that have been close, it was a game we should have won. Lapses of play like happened at the end of the third quarter and settling for jumpers when you should have attacked the paint, not being able to stay in front of guys like Alvarado, who's not really a speed merchant. He's a small guard, but he's not, he's not Dennis Schroeder, for example, as far as being able to accelerate and so forth but I, I think what's most disconcerting about the whole thing is that i didn't really feel a sense of urgency from the lakers today it wasn't no. like this was really was this a playoff level game i mean i thought we approached the Knicks game like it was a playoff game we really came out and and, and it was effort here we got off the slow start in the first quarter we got off a slow start in the third quarter we got off the slow start in the fourth quarter um and, you know, I, I hate to be critical of Darwin Ham because I really do like him as a coach. I think that the things that are really positive are how hard players play for him because this team plays hard and they, they don't get blown out like last year's team. Um, I think the job that he's done in getting Russ to play better uh, and fit into a role more, getting AD to really be spectacular and MVP quality player before the injury. All of those things count a lot, but the lack of having a, a veteran NBA coach who 
understands rotations and understands staggering superstars. So you always have one of them on the court all the time. Uh, things like that. Those are things that I wish we had, you know, we a lead guard who wasn't just a product a player development person, but um, Ham will learn. And, and, and I don't know, you know, we probably do have to trade Patrick Beverly or else he'll start for the next 12 years. Um, it's just like impossible to get him out of the starting lineup. And Pat's, to his credit, has played much better offensively. Um, still a chaos agent, and that's my big concern with him. I think in perspective to this, one thing that bothers me about the game in retrospect was I didn't see that dominant Anthony Davis. We have not yet seen the Anthony Davis that we saw earlier in the season. And really, that's what this is all about when you come down. I didn't see it on the defensive end. I didn't either. see it on the offensive end either. Yeah. I mean, too many four points, but too many sale, too many settle jumpers, too many yeah. fadeaways. You dominated before by going to the rack yeah. and forcing things to happen, and you need to do that again, or we aren't going to win. So that part of it was disappointing. Um, I still feel very positive that there's a good chance we're going to get Kyrie Irving. Um, but I also feel that even if Irving was to suddenly decide he was going to the Mavericks or something, that I wouldn't necessarily be unhappy because he's sort of like Russell Westbrook to me, you know? I mean, I don't really like the idea of three stars and a whole rack of minimum players for the next three or four years. Um, and I don't like committing to Kyrie because he's a, you just can't count on him long-term. He'll do something crazy. Maybe LeBron. That's what you could count on. That's what you could count on. I'm a firm believer that the only way that you can trade for him is to then also re-sign him to a one-plus-one contract to match LeBron and AD. And I think he would buy that as, you know, we want total flexibility at the end of the two years. And all three of our superstars will be, you know, we can all win two championships and renegotiate that player option year that all three of them would have. But that's the way to go pursue Russ. Um, so we just have to wait. We have to wait and see what's going to happen. Is KD going to all of a sudden throw another wrinkle into the whole situation by saying that he wants to be traded? Um, are the Nets going to throw up the whole thing and by saying that we're going to sacrifice the benefit of the team and how good we can be just so that Kyrie can't get a big contract and get traded. So we're going to keep him and we're going to sit him and sit him out the rest of the year. Those are the two things that could throw this thing wacky crazy. Um, and then we come down to the trade. And what makes it so good is that, number one, we're going to be bidding against basically people that are want to rent him because nobody's going to give him a long-term contract. We'd be the only ones to really offer him a long-term contract probably because we'd need to do that in order to get, get him to sign. But then and the second thing is that He's got all of this baggage on him and how can you trust him? You know? So I, I think the solution has to be to align him with LeBron and AD, take the gamble. The good thing is, is that the cap goes up this year and the luxury tax thing goes up to 162, which means the hard caps up around 162. So that's a 9% increase in cap space, which, and there's probably another one coming up in the following year because of the new CBA comes out then. So what we're going to see is that the Lakers will still be able to probably be third or fourth in 
luxury taxes. They'll have to pay more luxury taxes than they did last year or this year if they get Kyrie uh, and next year, of course. But they'll still be able to they'll still be able to get three or four players who aren't just minimum salary players. So it's not as desperate a situation where it it appears, you know, because you still got they can even probably get under the hard cap if they if they take less money back on a, on a, on a Westbrook trade and they take less money back on uh, on another trade for Beverly and and uh, uh, Walker, they they actually can get underneath the hard cap and still upgrade the roster to be much better because what we really need right now are two guards, a point guard and a, a starting point guard and a starting shooting guard. We need a backup wing, a three and D wing, somebody who can defend on the wing who's got size six, eight or something like, you know, like, like Reddish. And we need a rim protector, you know, um, you, you love Reddish. The Reddish is not good, man. He's, he's not, not good. good. He's not good. I, He's again, you're talking about a guy that you're that that is making like five million dollars and he was a he was a lottery pick um, and he hasn't produced so far. But he's also playing for a coach who's a very prejudiced coach and very, very easily biased against players and at certain talents. And he's fallen into the doghouse there where he's getting a do not plays. But he's he basically is a player who has talent and. The Lakers and most of the other teams chasing him believe that he's exactly the type of player that you're able to get for a good price simply because his own coach has, has denigrated his value down so low by not playing him that, you know, this is a guy that was a lottery pick that they gave the first round pick for, to trade for, and now the Bulls don't even have him playing. I don't understand why Beverly was trying to guard a real wing. He's our wing stopper. You haven't heard that? I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, let me ask you this. Okay, when you say AD, I think people are talking about AD. AD did have a good game, 34 points on the, you know, on the books, but offensively. What was his plus minus? What was his plus, plus minus? His plus minus, uh, looking on it, um, I, I don't have it right now on me on this one, on this one on my mobile. So I got it right here. Okay, because you got, you can see it on the uh, thing. But what I'm saying is that with AD, it, it just appearances. Sean, am I right on this? And by the way, Magic Man, Sean Grice is here as well. The, the man from Toronto. The madman from Toronto. The guy who just can't get out of Toronto. Davis was zero. His plus yeah. minus was zero. Oh, he's just getting out of Toronto traffic right now while he's working on his camera. But uh, Laker Tom, uh, you know, it just, seemed, he, he, it just seems like with AD, he had several opportunities to really take command of this game. He had a good game. I just think he could have just done a one or two things. He had a good game, could've... but it wasn't one. It wasn't an MVP level game. Yeah, and that's, I think that's what you're trying to. I think that's what you're trying to say. I think that's yeah. what you're trying to say. So, yeah, well, also Dallas had 18 and 14. You know, I mean, but the defensive end, the Lakers just had no answer on the defensive end, and this has been a problem as of late the past few weeks, where the Lakers defensively. Are just not being able to go ahead. And well, we didn't have anybody. To, we didn't have anybody to guard Brandon. That's a big problem, and and we run into that problem against every team that's got a wing scorer who can out jump our, our six foot one wing stopper, which is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard Darwin Ham say. Um, and he continues to stick Beverly out there, 
And Beverly, you know, I mean, it's a laugh. There's nothing more easy, easier for an NBA 6'8 player than to do to, to back a guy down into the key and turn around and take a fadeaway 15-foot jump shot. I mean, that's money in the bank. Um, they just need to do something to control that situation. And and unfortunately, Ham, Ham is willing to go with the small guys who fight rather than the big guys who don't. And the problem really isn't Ham's fault from the origin because it's 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 the blame of the front office and Rob Palenka and and uh, putting together a lineup that totally lacks shooting and so forth. And I can understand the totally lacking shooting because you can't get shooters on minimum salary, but you can get big guys on minimum salary, and you can get six, eight, six, nine guys on minimum salary. You don't have to have a dozen guards that are all six one or lower. I- I think this year is a little different when it comes to the um, the construction of the roster. I think Vogel had enough experience and, um, but obviously not enough influence to try and uh, change Rob's mind or convince him to go in a more like middle ground direction. But Tom's right. I mean, like him can only coach the players he's been given. That's that's a hundred percent true. How much was he involved in choosing those players? That's what I'm interested mm-hmm. in. Because they definitely said that he was going to be part of the team. He did. They did. Making, they those, did lo- making those roster decisions, whereas we know Vogel was basically cut out of it completely. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Lakers do unfortunately lose and fall in New Orleans 131 to 126. Laker Tom is here. And the madman from Toronto, the guy who just can't get out of Toronto traffic, is also here today after some 
fixing around. We're seeing different parts of his house I didn't even know existed. It is Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. Your major part, you and Tom. And big shout out to Nick Molina, FL24. We on our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break, where we talked about everything from basketball to Kyrie Irving to pies. And who has their favorite pies? So if you wanted to go ahead and check that out, that's playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. But when it comes to today's game, you see the points where, where this team is so frustrating, where you mm-hmm. can take advantage of a team like this that has lost 10 in a row that you had down by as many as 12, you've got to go ahead and put the pedal to the metal and just get it done. And you have no excuses as far as injuries or you've got virtually all your entire team. You have the resources to go ahead and get this done. But the problem is, you know, Darvin Ham, these rotations, these these non-LeBron AD minutes at at the end of the first and third quarter, they absolutely kill us, don't they, Sean? Oh, 100 percent, Gerald. We like the the same word came to both of our minds when they both went out the first time. Stagger. Why aren't you staggering them? Keep one of them on, one of them rests for two and a half, three minutes. So maybe at the just before the tail end of the first, you sit LeBron. AD sits, you know. 11, 10 minutes into the second, LeBron comes back in. AD comes back in with uh, six or five minutes left. That's what needs to happen. They both can't go out at the same time. You know, it's it's a lot like it's a lot like when you're um, when you have a wingman at a club, and the wingman finds uh, a pretty girl for you, but then all of a sudden. You get distracted by something, and then three minutes later, your wingman is leaving with uh, the woman he was supposed to get to you. That's kind of what happens with the Lakers. What? What? We 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 gave you a twelve point lead, and now we're down by four. Oh, we had you know, an eight you know, point lead, and now we're down six. It's what? it. It can't happen. Especially when you when you're missing eight free throws, or you have 15 turnovers, or you can't make a three to save your life, like that's usually in the recipe with our losses. They either can't shoot, and or they're turning the ball over. Or if they're not turning the ball over and they can't shoot, it's like today, Gerald. Like uh, what Nick was saying on playback, it, I think he meant to. I think he wanted to say it was like death by a thousand cuts, but I'm not sure if he ever heard it. Before. He also said the slow leaking. He used your analogy on the slow leaking. Yeah, I mean that twelve point lead that definitely was leaking oil there. That's that. It's almost as if the car's leaking oil, and you get out of it, and you still watch it roll down the street, and it disintegrates <laughs> into the ground. I had a science teacher who told me that what's happened to his minivan. Um, Juan got much love for you, and truly appreciate you watching it and listening, but. You know, for a guy like B.I., yeah, A.D. could cover him in a playoff setting and would want to go out in the perimeter for coming, but he's not going to do that during a regular season game. You can't he's ask not him gonna, to do that. No, you can't ask him to do it in a regular season game. You also can't, you know, uh, Thomas Bryant can't guard B.I. outside. I would have liked to see Hachimura. Hachimura. Yeah, Hachimura. Right. Let's see what Hachimura. You got the guy two. in a trade? Yeah. 
do what he can do. Yeah, Ahachimura. That's the guy you need. That's what. That's I thought. That's why he's our he's our starting wing. So why was he? Here's 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 just a little tiny note to add to what was different about this game than any other game, and why it may have seemed funny. Three guys are being talked about being traded on the Lakers. How did those three guys play tonight? Russell Westbrook, minus four. Lonnie Walker, minus eight. Patrick Beverly, minus 10. Those were the three lowest plus minuses on the Lakers. There was a great article by Sam Quinn two days ago that said, Okay. Well, Even if we're not good. making trades, it's time. It's time that we need to reduce the reliance upon the guys who are leaving. Juan. Okay. Let me let Give me go to this. Let guy. me say this because Juan still doesn't have a, a a great idea about regular season versus playoffs in regards to why AD is not guarding Bi. Okay. Let me just put it to you this way. They do not want to – a guy like AD does not expend that kind of energy on defense unless it's inside in the interior. He does not go and guard out on the perimeter for 20, 25 minutes a game. He's, you're not asking him to do that. If In a playoff setting, sure, you're going to go ahead. Or if he had Ben Simmons. Yeah, or <laughs> if he had Ben Simmons. But, you know, Juan, it's a matter of common sense. Now, come on, Juan, please. We love be, you being part of the show, but – yeah, are you kidding me when you say stuff like that? So come on. He, he, yes, Kenny Card guard BI for a series, for a for a play and whatnot. Yes, he can guard it, but he's not going to go ahead and do that unless it's like a final play, you know, last two minutes, or you really want to want him to do the lockdown during a playoff series. You just they just don't do that with a player like AD during the regular season. It just it. The issues also come with Darvin Ham not staggering these guys out so that there's not a LeBron or AD on the floor at all times. So you're kidding me, Juan, but I've got much love for you and much appreciation that you're watching and listening to what we're doing. But also here today, he is here after all. Good man indeed. AD is actually in the perimeter all four quarters, uh, but that's on the offensive end. End. Yeah, it's a little different than the defensive end, but that's okay. That's okay, Juan. Yeah, we know you're you're watching. We appreciate you watching again the game and also us as well. So, yeah. Also, you've got a you've got a center who can score. He scored 18 points and 14 rebounds. Somebody's got to guard that guy, and we only got one guy who can do that, which is AD. Yeah. Uh, we but we definitely we, we also we also. Uh, didn't have anybody who's who was willing to break down the defense uh, because Jonas Valanciunas was their their only tree available tonight. He wasn't out. He wasn't in there. And they just decided they're just going to chuck up a bunch of threes, take now a what, couple off. Did AD get how many points did AD score in the fourth quarter? Did he get any inside shots? I don't remember. I just I didn't see him grab one offensive rebound in the fourth quarter. He didn't dominate like you would expect him to dominate with with Larry Nance on you. Larry yeah. Nance, great player, but you should be well, or the, or the situation the game before where he was being guarded by uh, two day two games ago he was being guarded by somebody who was just terrible and and we never took advantage of that either because we didn't scheme for that or we didn't isolate and do for that or 
I mean, and it's just as simple as LeBron telling everybody, hey, we're going to do this and do that. And uh, we just haven't, you know, we haven't had the same players on the court enough to build any continuity, any consistency. It's, it's still like a team that's just starting the season, even though that we're 60% done. Um, and probably, to be honest, we're not one player away. Because if you just add Kyrie, you're still got the defensive woes of no rim protector other than AD, no wing defender. But um, you know, you're going to have to make some other moves to shore up the second team's defense. Um, and all of these things, when you add them all up, you're going to do that in the last 28 games of the season while overcoming six teams or seven teams that are in your way to get into the top six. So um, with, and they're better, better pronounce the trade tomorrow morning because that's a <laughs> we don't have much time. Tom, to answer your question, I don't have I don't have uh, AD's uh, uh, possession by possession in the fourth, but with five thirty left, this is this is what happened to LeBron: two missed free throws, shot air ball, charged, and he scored one late layup. All right, guys, let me go ahead and get uh, Joe in here because he hasn't been able to get in uh, yet as of yet. But uh, here today, good man indeed, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Also as well, he's the man behind Simblades, SimBladesWithTheY.com if you want your lawn transformed into something much more better than it is today. Oh, you All you were asking Juan is the fourth quarter. Then if AD wants it, AD should have asked for it. It's not just the player. It's not just the coach. I don't that something like that. It's also the player wanting to go ahead and take command as well. It is Joe Sorrell and Joe. Let's see, let me go ahead and as I get to turn Sean off right there. Joe, you saw today's game, a game that the, the Lakers clearly could have had one uh, up by a dozen points. Looked like they were in control most of the game. And once you start seeing that dreaded third quarter again, halfway through the third quarter, it unfortunately uh, just wasn't to be because, again, mistakes, I think, by the coaching staff and also some of the players like Wendy Gabriel making, you know, giving up those points at the end of the third quarter. But mainly the coaching staff's errors, I think, come back, came back to haunt us once again. The Lakers play like they're posting. A lot of times, uh, they oh, that's what I'm saying. They they just don't have the urgency. Yeah. Waiting, yeah. waiting for the trade. They're waiting for the trade. They're they are they are they, they allowed 42 points to a team that had won, lost 10 games in a row that were that are depleted, that are depleted in a lot of ways. And you almost get to a point where if they don't care, why should we care? And then you compound, compound that. that with the yeah. fact that Darvin Ham is not likely the right coach for a team like this. There's just too much pressure. There's too much relevancy in the organization to win. He would have been better off going to a Orlando Magic team that's coming up and young, and he can make mistakes there without dealing with the pressure. The Lakers need a veteran coach that knows what he's doing. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of those guys out there. Uh, I don't typically like to use the coach as a as a, as a, an excuse on why we lost, but the fact that he couldn't harness whatever was going on in the third quarter, 
it just goes to show you that he can't. He, when you have an 11-point lead, even in a league where 11-point leads don't really matter uh, anymore, uh, especially in the third, you gotta you got to figure out what lineup you need to play to either sustain the situation or figure out a way to keep AD in or LeBron in when the other one is sitting. And LeBron and AD play the final uh, quarter. And if you're wondering why things weren't going well towards the end, it's because they were tired. There's no one else. LeBron was uh, – AD was doing everything. He was running, running all around all over the place. You can't guard five guys. You know, you need some help. And they couldn't get it. And on top of that, you also have to factor in that New Orleans played out of their mind. you got to understand that too, guys. I know that it's easy to blame. Uh, Tom, you're, you're on mute. Um, it's, it's easy to blame. You're, uh, Tom, you're about Tom, to go ahead, Tom. Yeah, that's, that's you sure? fine. You sure? Okay. Okay. You, you can't, sometimes the other team is also on. Brandon Ingram looked like Durant tonight. I had never, and maybe I'm not watching enough Brandon Ingram, New Orleans Pelican games in my yeah, life. you're not, Joe. He, he looked like Durant tonight. If he misses a couple of those shots, we probably win. This was his night, and he won. And and he won it for him, I should say. And that happens. Problem is, it hurts because we were one game away from tying them record-wise, and we know why that we're trying to do that. And the other is, we don't have any room to lose these kind of games. We have to take advantage of these kind of games uh, so that we can climb out of whatever the hell hole we're in. Uh, but I, you know, if we're going to go back to something that's been consistently an issue, really, because uh, I, I, I like the way LeBron played tonight and I really like the way AD played. It's just a matter of there's nothing really else going on. Russell Westbrook is not capable of being the third guy. Patrick Beverly is washed up. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. is doing his best. You know, he's going to do what he does. And hey, he, he didn't have a bad game tonight. Rui is just not, I, I, look, I didn't know who he was really before he came and I still don't. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a bad situation. And we have five days here to figure out if Rob and Jeannie want to try and figure out what's going on for the 2023 season. If that doesn't happen, uh, then we're probably going to continue to watch what we're watching and hope we get a 10th seed out of nowhere, or we're not going to really do much at all at the end. The Clippers, uh, information that I just heard right now about Kyrie, uh, that first of all, Clippers don't have jack, sh- you know what, to to, to give uh, Brooklyn. That sounds like a whole leverage thing. And let's just hope that Rob doesn't uh, fall for it. Tom, any thoughts to add on to that? No, I, the only thing I was going to add uh, when Joe was talking about how the game goes is that if there's a team out there, there's probably not a team out there that is as motivated to beat the Lakers than – the Pelicans. Let's be honest. I mean, this was like the Super Bowl for those guys. You know, you saw them at the end of the game throwing the ball high up in the air and celebrating and so forth. And and the Lakers, frankly, were waiting for the trade. It's going to be a problem the next couple of games. You know, um, I don't think it's just a coincidence that the lowest three plus minuses were the three guys who were being talked about being traded. It's it has to hurt their pride. I mean, you can tell yourself it's just because you're wanted, but it, the fact that somebody else wants you is because this your team doesn't want you. That's why you're on the trade market. 
and that has to affect them. And, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't see anything that that was a play that they would not have normally made, you know, but just like anything else, you know, if anybody who's played the game just understand sometimes, man, you're on and sometimes you're off. And those three guys, they weren't on tonight. Um, and also to Ham, you know, I, and again, I understand everything you're saying, Joe, about Darwin, and and you're right. For a rookie coach to be thrown into this situation, it's a pretty remarkable decision by management to go with him. So, but I do like what he's doing, and and I do like the fact that he didn't play Russ in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I take a little victory everywhere we get it, and I didn't see the three. I didn't see the three little guards in the fourth quarter. Either. How much? Well, we did see it enough, though, in the third quarter with yeah. when they brought it out of the game, and that did enough damage as is. But how much on, on Russ is the fact that he did come in sporting a illness uh, early on? He was he was under the weather and was a questionable decision game time. How much do you think late that laid into the decision? I wouldn't be surprised if Russ didn't play the next game for some nefarious reason. Okay. I mean, what does it get you? The closer you get to him going – you know, it it becomes a it becomes a difficult situation for him to handle with the press and everything, and and especially if he has a bad game, or if he has a great game. You know, I mean, it's there's just so much there's just so much drama that can be attached to that situation, and I I think this team needs to get away from the drama. They need to get the consistency and, and continuity and and. And do away with the chaos, man. The chaos, the chaos bringers have got to go. You cannot, I mean, I'll tell this one thing for Darvin Ham, Joe. Try to run a team when you've got two superstars and you've got two wild cards like Dennis or like Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook, who are going to just do things that are just so crazy. You know, at the same time, they did do something spectacular. They just turn, they just turn control upside down, so you can't control what's going on in the game, and it it results in then even leading to more chaos with respect to referees and everything else. Um, and you become, it's not how you close games, and we have to learn how to do that because we don't know how to close games. One thing that would help would be a Kyrie Irving that you can give the ball to and, you know, clear the side. And he, at least, you know, he's going to make a pass to somebody with an open shot. Um, you can't believe that Russ wills do anything other than take an ill-advised shot at an ill-advised time. Well, today, I don't think it was Russ. I, I'm going to agree with got to be the shoes. Today, I'm not going to play too much you know, on, on Russ. Uh, you know, he was only the third worst plus minus. Okay. But I, I don't think he had too bad of a game himself personally. I thought it was actually okay. Just, like I said, he if he was under the weather, then for a game like that, you got to give him some credit. Uh, you know, he actually shot better yeah, under Russ, the weather. Russ, Russ played hard. Russ plays hard every damn night. But, than no, but his previous game. Harder than nine out of ten guys in the NBA. The previous game, he absolutely sucked. You know, yeah. let's put it out there right you know, right there for you. But uh, I think that, you know, Russ maybe – I don't I don't say, think it sees Russ as the major – issue for today's game reason why we lost i think the major reason why we lost is just these rotations are coming to haunt us and these end of the third quarter just where where you just lose we, that lead we met a team that we met a team that played better than that that played better than we did and wanted it more than we did and we were worried about other things seemingly 
Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately fall 131 to 126. Real Sean, question. Did we have fun tonight? Yes. <laughs> did we have one. fun? You know what? Actually, we did have fun on the playback.tv slash Lakers. Yeah, we still fun there. Yes, absolutely. And we know now Tom's and Nick's and FL24's and my favorite pies, our top five favorite pies. So we all know the listing there. So that was a lot of fun. And Tom's favorite snacks. He finally got a chance to weigh in on the snacks. But Sean, getting back to the to the game and all the seriousness of that, it's just the fact that it is not about being serious. It did not seem, even when the Lakers were up by 12, it just did not seem that there was a sense of urgency. If the Lakers, I thought... Had we know the trade's going to save us, Gerald. Well, again... We're, I'm, hoping, we're hoping the trade is going to save us is really what I meant. Please, Tom, after all the times <laughs> you've been... And I'm not saying it to be mean or anything. After all the times you've been wrong about this, this, you know, they're going to make the trade in. They're to, please, let's just go to hope. Let's just go to hope. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to hope on that. But when you see tonight, Sean, this team could have gotten some focus just a little bit for a three to five minute stretch. They could have blown this thing wide open and never looked back. Uh, yeah, Gerald. Um, you know, uh, they're 25 and 29 now. Um, could be 29 and 25. <laughs> they could be with, uh, you know, here, with there, and everywhere game. with Proper calls and that. But games. honestly, when you look, when you look at a lot of these 29 losses, nearly half of them are because there are two or three minute stretches where either they're completely inconsistent offensively and or completely inconsistent defensively. And with all due respect, it's it's not due to a lack of AD and LeBron not being in the lineup. They're the outside of AD's injury, he's still in the lineup there when we're when we're just choking these games away. And you know, I'm not sure how much goes on with uh, film, Gerald, because I doubt that uh, I doubt that LeBron at 38 will will practice as hard as he could play now. I don't think we can have that expectation. But so, hardly ever practices. Exactly, Tom. This is Tom. Tom. Once a week. Once a week, you get a practice. Tom, this, this is another problem that, that 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 you have with the CBA is that they're they don't get enough practice time. They won't reduce the number of games either because that's and they won't they're... reduce the number of games. So you know what? I bu- I believe you're you have to have at least four days off every month. You know, why not just say no back-to-backs for the whole year and stretch the season out a little longer? Because, because that that's a problem too. A rookie, a rookie head coach on the fly is having trouble juggling rotations drilled, and he doesn't get the practice time that he really needs. And you know what? That's I, I understand that's a complaint of every coach at every level. We don't get to practice enough, but quite honestly, they really don't. They really don't compared compared to the other three major sports. Basketball has severely limited, for whatever reason, its importance and frequency on practicing. Joe, that, I wanted to. Oh, well, I wanted to ask you guys this. I'll start off with Joe. Juan and Z have a good point. Yes, of course, AD can guard. You know, and and Juan is like he's twenty nine. You know, why can't he go ahead and, and go out there and have enough energy to guard BI out on the perimeter? And, and 
But for me, it's not just the fact that, yes, maybe Ham should have tried that in the fourth quarter at some point in time. But also as well, it's up to AD, right, Joe, to go ahead to want to do that. But like you said, Joe, when he's playing the entire fourth quarter, that's a lot of energy you have to burn if you're playing BI on one end and you're trying to score on the other. You can't. It's not even if you're in good shape and you're in your prime, it, he's still guarding his guy and guarding everyone else's guy. He's being the backing. Uh, you have six one, you have a six one guard rotation towards the end of the game against guys that are not six one, guys that are two or three inches, maybe four or five inches taller. It's impossible. It's just not realistic you don't have uh, caruso out there you don't have kcp out there imagine put those guys in replacement of schroeder and and beverly and see what the difference would be it's the little things on a basketball team that make a difference and a lot of it is guys that actually can do certain things kcp could play consistent defense throughout a season caruso gave you 20 minutes of balls out 100% effort and skill set. It wasn't just effort because you can have a lot of effort and still suck. And we've seen that with Patrick Beverly uh, as well as Russell Westbrook. The problem is we have a talent deficiency on this team and it, and it's hard for a rookie coach who isn't that good at making things work when he doesn't have the pieces it's not a detriment to Darvin Ham. That's just not what he's not. He's not that guy. It's just sometimes that happens in life. Sometimes you just you find the guy that he might be good. He might be good uh, to talk to. He might be good uh, environment guy. He might be good in terms of morale. But can you can you coach in in spots that can help you win games? He, he's not there. He doesn't. He can't stymie a, a a run that another team keeps making. It's just this is New Orleans. If you were saying Milwaukee, if you were saying the Boston Celtics, you could say, you know what, yeah, you know those those teams have the talent to do that. But we had no reason to allow this team to score forty two points in the third quarter. Absolutely no reason. And he doesn't know how to set up his lineups. Those third it's quarters simple. are killing us. It's it's just a, it's impossible and. The talent deficiency is a big part of that, and he's not able to get past that. It's, it's not all his fault. It's just he's not capable of it. That's it. It's just sometimes that's life. And then you, comp you, you compound that with the fact that the New Orleans Hornets played like they were us in 2020. They, they couldn't miss a shot. They were getting every rebound. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it was a recipe for disaster for the Lakers. And it was a recipe that I don't think New Orleans will mimic the rest of the year. They will never play as good as they did tonight, ever, this year. And without, I, without Jonas in the second half and without Zion. They actually got better when he left. I don't know if you guys noticed that. He got he hurt his ankle. He was getting every rebound, right? And we it, thought, it was oh, his, it was now we knee. can. Yeah. It was his knee and, and that played small. You're right. Yeah. The and then all of a sudden, they, they got better. I was expecting... Good. Now we're going to be able to get every rebound. It didn't matter because they didn't miss. Sean, anything to add on to that? I see big smiles as you add you know, add your uh, two cents to the best Lakers chat room that's out there with the Lakers fast break. I mean, when you see things like this, 
And it's just disappointing because what the Lakers can do with a game like this, where they're up by 12, seemingly without, as we mentioned, it just wasn't even, they were just going through the motions at times and they were still leading by 12. And and like, like Joe says, Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas got hurt, hurt his knee. They went small and the Lakers had no, absolutely nothing on defense that they could throw at them that seemed work. But also the sense of urgency that they let this league get away in the third quarter was truly quite appalling. Yes, Gerald, it was appalling. And uh, a lot of that falls on the coaching staff. And um, yeah, it's not, it, it, this isn't, this isn't to um, dump or hate on Darvin Ham. He's only coach. He's only been a head coach for less than sixty games in the NBA. You get it. You understand that you know you got to take the the lumps here, but you also want to see a coach, even in his rookie year, get better as the season goes on. I mean, uh, not to bring it up, but Emma Udoka got better got better and better as the year went on uh, with that team last year. And they start, they started out, uh, what were they? 20 and 20. I believe they were 20 and 20 up there with the first 40 games. And then they came on in the last 42. We're just seeing the same kind of mistakes that he's making. And I'm not quite sure how to um, make sense of that. Other than the fact that, um, he's just like Joe was saying, like, he's like, it's so many, there are so many balls he's juggling, you know, he's bound to drop a couple of them. He's just, he's not, he hasn't been in the big chair long enough to understand how to juggle in sequence. Like certain things are more important to him at the time. And maybe he forgets, Oh, wait a second. This guy has five fouls and we should go at him. Or I only have, I only have two timeouts left with with three minutes left so i got pocket one for hopefully the last 30 seconds instead of wasting them both in a minute and stuff like that happens too but man i understand what we were talking about the the difference between the two seasons that to me the big one was that we were just no matter how far we out we outstretch our arms we were never going to reach um the playoffs this year they're all so close two three games out of fourth one and a half game out of sixth two games out of a plan but man they're just taking the piss out of this season and out of games when for you know 43 44 minutes you you play as well as you possibly can with a flawed hodgepodge group of like just a mixture of vets and young players but then for three or four minutes he decided to play like a bowl of and we ended up losing you know half a dozen 10 games because they can't figure it out with two minutes left it's unbelievable We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 131 to 126 to New Orleans. Hopefully things will get better as the Lakers head back to the crypt. And of course, the game coming up with Oklahoma City. What is he now? 39 points away, 38 points. Away. What's the countdown now for LeBron? Because that seems to be a fixation. 36, I believe. 36 okay 36 is the countdown for lebron i know gerald i know yes i did pmc uh i marked the time though on that when he did it but i will say 35 35 thank you henry 35 is the countdown because everybody seems infatuated with it and it's something that he could do seemingly in the next game against oklahoma city but joe when it comes to the lakers i'm not worried about the dang countdown He's going to get it. He's going to get it. I'm worried about this team getting every victory they can get. I have the sense of urgency. I've had it for some time. A lot of the fans have had it for quite some time. We know with all these games that they've missed out on, all these close games that they easily could, in some cases, should have won. You know, you can't, you can only leave so many of these things at the door. And I believe uh, another small little detail that, that's cost us some games here recently is the incredibly horrid free throw uh, uh, percentage. They were 25 of 33 today. That's eight free throws, and they missed a lot of those when it mattered. Uh, they lose by five, which means you can do the math on that. Uh, they don't start making the free throws. They don't have – the free throws are going to be what could bridge that issue but they're missing the free throws now. And that's going to add to the fact that it's going to be even more difficult to get this thing right at the end. And they, what did you say, Sean, about uh, how many points did Wendy and Gabriel, Gabriel give up at that last, at the end of the third quarter? Yeah, that was a five point possession. Alvarado made both free throws. Gabriel went back inbound, inbounded the pass. Didn't, didn't even look at Alvarado. And he was he was basically in the weeds. It was inexcusable in that at the moment, Gerald. You you said it even before the pass hit Alvarado square in the chest, and he knocked down the three. That was a yeah. five point play. 
these things cost you. They cost. And you that's the issue with this team. The the, the 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 team does not. The players who play badly don't just play badly for that sequence. It's a avalanche of bad return. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Wayne Gabriel allowing two points to be scored on him is one thing. It's different when you turn it over and you just cost the team five points in a matter of three seconds. Imagine that. I want you to think about that for a second. Three seconds, you cost your team five points. That happens a lot. Happens a lot with Westbrook. Westbrook, if you, I'm sure if you went to Westbrook's log, if you just paid attention to his 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 effectiveness during a 48-minute game, you will see many, I mean many, five- and six-point swings off of one bad possession. Just one. And that is a big problem in today's NBA, especially since it's faster, there's more plays, people are running down more, they're making shots from anywhere. These things... I hate to have to reiterate this. I'm some guy at home recognizing this. I get that you don't get a lot of practice time, but don't you think common sense at some point you're there? We're over here and we're seeing it. When are you going to start figuring that out? Or is the pressure too much where you're not thinking of it, which is what I think it is. Sean, you're talking about him. uh, Why aren't you going after... Luca, when he has five fouls, you know why he's not doing that? Because he has 10 other things on his mind. He's not thinking about that. Even if you tell him after the game, it doesn't matter, right? Because he's got 10 other things he can't handle. And that's the problem there. I'm not trying to pick on Darvin Ham for this loss. I'm not. But what we have to understand is that the parts don't fit. You're using LeBron, you're using AD in a way where it's just not efficient. LeBron is going up and down, up and down for 40 minutes in his 20th season. This is bad. AD cannot guard four guys at once, okay? It's just not going to happen. He can back up the guys that can play a little, sure. He can roam. He can be Ed Reed. But he also needs Ray Lewis in front of him and Terrell Suggs. You can't do it with guys that are fifth-round picks who don't know what they're doing, which is what we have. There's a lot of jacked-up parts in this vehicle, and you have five days to deal with it. At least get something into this car that can help everyone. Now, Darvin Ham... Darvin Ham, I'm sure, can ride the ship if the, if, the, if the talent is right, but he's not capable of adapting to talent that's inefficient in certain spots. That's a fact. That's a fact, and it likely will not change if he's a coach for two or three years. You can tell. You know when someone is good. You can tell when someone knows how to work something out. He doesn't have a, the pulse on the team. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have enough leadership to grab someone while they're taking a camera on the on the, on, the, on the court costing their team a point in a game where every point matters on the road. That right there was really the finishing thing with me. That was it for me. I was like, look, if you can't control your players, how the hell are you going to tell them how to run an offense or play defense? You can't. So 
The Lakers desperately need to upgrade here in the next five days. There's nothing else to discuss. They'll win another game here. They'll lose another game here. We're going to sit here and just groundhogs day the hell out of this all year. And then we'll go into the offseason doing exactly what we did last year. Why? Because that's what the NBA has turned into. It's turned into just fluff. Now I got to read how the Clippers are interested in Kyrie Irving. How the, do we even know how the work, like, do these guys even know how things work? Like, it's mind boggling to me. Well, that, yeah, as, as we were kind of saying earlier, you know, you really have to pay attention to who, who the one is like propagating and owning these kinds of stories. And, you know, it's not talked about enough, at least openly amongst the NBA media because you'll get uh, you'll get burned or shut down. But Adrian Wojnarowski works for CAA. CAA is one of the most powerful agencies in not only Los Angeles, but the world. Sean Marks is also repped by CAA. Adrian Wojnarowski is not only an uh, NBA reporter, he's an agent of chaos. And one of the objectives designed is to make sure that not only do you fill the void with, like Joe was saying, crap, because it's total crap that they can they can afford him. They can't. Not in this planet, in this universe, at this time. But that's what his job is. That's what his job is, to try try and get the best deal for Sean Marks. It, it, it's just that it's just it, it's 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 the law of mutual interest and, you know, how business makes strange bedfellows. That's that's kind of what happens. And that's what's happening here. There's no rhyme, reason, rationale for it. It's just. He's bringing them up to try and stir the pot, but he knows that it's not going to, it's not a realistic possibility. So let's say, so let's say then, Sean, as we come back to the Lakers fast break, it's uh, once again, the Lakers do lose 131 to 126. So let's say, you know, that they've already had conversations, Brooklyn and LA since the announcement by Kyrie. Tom, I want to ask you this when it comes to why, hasn't this trade already been consummated i mean russell westbrook if that was the case should have been out for today's game we saw that in brooklyn uh, there was a leg soreness issue with Kyrie, so you could go ahead and say what maybe he was just sitting down because of all the trade rumors and whatnot but obviously it cost his team because they got destroyed today but when it comes to what we're seeing, why hasn't this trade already been executed as of yet? There's still obviously something that, that either the Lakers are not giving them or that the Brooklyn wants more of in order for the trade to get done. Well, from what, from what I can gather from the reports that I'm reading and, and the, probably the most pertinent one is Jovan Buha, who basically says that they've discussed a basic framework of a deal that involves the simple deal involves Russ uh, and two picks, one of them lightly protected for um, Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving. The thing that is holding the trade up is that the Nets want to want to make sure that nobody else besides the Lakers is really 
willing to do more than pay a rental fee to get him. And secondly, they need to find out what KD wants. Okay. And the general thought is that they, they will then turn to the Lakers and say, okay, we're going to, we need you to take that one of those picks, take one of those picks and go find us three players. that will help us improve three players. Like, you know, like maybe Fred Van Feet and, <laughs> you know, Gary uh, Trent Jr. and Chris Boucher or Malik Beasley and, uh, you know, all those sets of players that the Lakers have been going to trade one of their picks for. Well, Sean, Mar- Sean Marks is a lot dumber than I thought he was. Well, They're- they want they, they feel that they can still compete because they have Kevin Durant and they feel that they have to compete. And show I know. The, show I, the I, no, I team because Durant is the thing they can't lose. I know. I understand that, Tom, completely. But why? Oh, oh, almost, almost, Gerald, almost. Why would you give the task of going on a talent scavenger hunt to Rob Polinka? I think that's that's the dumb mistake. Well, if that's that's true, there's a thought thought that they could. You're saying that they could consummate the trade, and then go out on their own with a one pick and and trade it. And and basically, that's the argument for all of these idiots who keep saying that pick is worthless because it's six years away. As soon as that (laughs) pick is created as an unprotected pick, it'll be the hottest trading chip around. Oh no no that I, I'm with I'm with you there. That's why that's why it's. Really, I wish they wouldn't do it that way, but I think I, I think they'll start first the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's why you, you know it, it. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't take much to run one of these organizations. You don't need a lot of education, according to the report we heard. One <laughs> Sean Marks is saying, "Oh, Rob Polinka, oh that great basketball mind." Oh, he's going to go out on a scavenger hunt for me and find some talent. Well, oh, really? No, but oh, you look, at, look at the reality, though, Sean. The next who's, been, who's been going? Wait, Rob has been going around to every team in the league, I trying sure to see what he, he can get for one pick, and and you know, one pick and twenty million dollars worth of expiring contracts. He's been doing that all over the league. So, it's whether it's the Pistons deal, whether it's the whether it's the Raptors deal, or whether it's the Spurs deal. Those are one of those three deals will get turned into, will be shoveled off to the Nets to improve them. And one of the Nets will give up one of those picks to that team. That's what's going to happen. It should be noted here, and a lot of Brooklyn Nets fans are, are, are saying this, and it's very interesting because this is going to be a big narrative. Kyrie gave them his trade request a week before the deadline. So he told them. He gave, he's given them an opportunity here to right. try and get assets back for him. That because he, he no know, knowing him, Tom, he could have just told them to go go kick rocks. Well, the, the problem and, is, is that Kyrie can't get Kyrie can't get a max contract. By going well, he's to had to. He's he's basically he's the only way he can get it is getting traded with his bird rights. Yeah, so he's been on his very best behavior, and, that, and that's why he and he knew he knew he couldn't get the contract this summer because the Lakers. This whole thing was triggered with the Hachimura trade. As soon as the Lakers traded Hachimura, immediately the word got out that the Lakers were no longer following the trade the cap space thing. Well, you know, and so that was immediately then he his negotiations had not gone well with the Nets. The Nets wanted to limit him, protect themselves against his his erratic behavior. 
And, and basically he said, okay, that's it. I'm leaving next summer. Trade me before the end of the weekend or you'll get nothing from me. But that, see, that's the difference here. This is the first year he's really ever really listened to his rep representation, like yeah. completely and fully. Yes, he or is, but who's his representation? He is. He, ha he has no choice here. Remember. He, but who's his agent, though? I, I he he fires it's agent. A it's a like relative. He changes underwear, so I, I don't know who his I know. new agent for Kyrie. Yeah, I don't know who his new Ky agent. Kyrie is. Kyrie's new agent is a stepmom. Yeah, so there you go. He changes he changes agent. Yeah, and he hires lawyers to do the contract, so he doesn't have to give a percentage. It's a flat fee. <laughs> well, yeah, stepmom's we, involved, so I think anyway. Anyway, the 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 point is, Tom, is that a lot of free a, a lot of guys right now have have rejected max extensions. Van Fleet rejected the Raptors extension. Jordan Clarkson has rejected the Jazz extension. Gary Trent Jr. rejected. And we don't know if Jeremy Grant's going to accept the the Portland uh max extension, but we think he will. So no I'm sure his representation has told him Tom that if you did go to free agency Kyrie, you wouldn't get the max. Max, yeah, and you no, wouldn't get as much. That's as why he wants to trade. So get those bird rights, man. Anyone wants to get through that up? Are Katie and the Nets? The Nets don't trade him, or Katie says, "I want out too." And then it's chaos. Oh, uh, once again, it's the Lakers fast break. A big shout out to Emmanuel, Emmanuel in the Dominican Republic. We're just going worldwide with this thing. What we've in the last few days, we've heard Philippines, Turkey, Canada. Just Australia, just so many great people all around the world loving us here at the Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out, Joe, I know you should uh, be able to go ahead and close this on out because we are one game away as far as one game left before the trade deadline because the game on Thursday night is after the trade deadline. And that's we'll going to be the game that LeBron sets the record in, I predict. And we'll be having shows on Monday, NBA observations on, of course, the trade deadline speculation. And we will have a trade deadline special, 10 a.m. Pacific on Thursday. We're looking to go ahead and do that then. So we're looking for some great live coverage for two and a half hours right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break and on we're Thursday. Praying, we're praying there will be a trade before the, den before the show because the show has a miserable record the last two seasons. Laker Tom, oh, take your blood pressure medicine. Go off the air. Take your blood pressure medicine before next time. All right, that's Everybody all I say. Because he too has read the last two years. That's all I'll say on that. But Joe, before we head on out, my friend, I mean, again, we have one game left as far as before the trade deadline. It's a game that many believe that LeBron will break the scoring record. And I know, again, a lot of people are focused on that, but we're focused on the Lakers getting better as quick as possible, aren't we? This is a scary game because Oklahoma City's playing well. They're playing. going to be a force down the road, man. This can't be going into this game really thinking about the record. You have to think about winning first. And there's a very good possibility LeBron won't score 36 points in this next game. I think he could. I think you need to focus on winning this game. And I think they will. And then we'll worry about the record either that night or Thursday. Uh, I don't see a trade happening unless the Lakers have it done before Tuesday. If this goes into the wee hours, I don't see it happening. Um, the Nets, I don't know what the hell the Nets are doing. 
I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what KD is thinking. At what if they want to just be complete jerks and just you know to to Kyrie and say, look, we know you're not going to get max money anywhere. You're going to either have, does does Josiah really want to re-sign Kyrie at the end of the year? Does he want to stick it to him, knowing that if he signs elsewhere, he knows he's not going to get the max? I mean, maybe that could be it. He might just say, you know what? I'm not going to take a bad trade. I'm just going to keep Kyrie, try to win a championship by some miracle when KD gets back, and then we'll deal with everything during the summer, which is what my instincts are telling me is going to happen. Unless the Lakers find a third team that can really give Brooklyn some good assets because the Lakers don't have enough. And that's where I stand on that. Uh, the Lakers winning and losing this year is 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 not likely going to change. We're going to be having these conversations uh, until the season's over. Should we keep this current roster? This roster is incapable of of winning on a consistent basis. They just don't have that that capability. And you can you know Le- LeBron LeBron James. I, I've 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 slowly done a 180 with LeBron. LeBron is trying his rear end off to try to write this. Not that he didn't before. I'm not saying that. But he's really, really putting in the effort. I mean, 40 minutes in a regulation game tonight on the road against New Orleans. They were trying to win tonight. AD was trying to win tonight. But they just don't have enough. They don't have enough in there. And the, and, and the, and the leadership is just not good enough. So what Chuck Noll used to say, man, Chuck used to say at the beginning of his coaching career, guys, it's not because you're not tackling well or, you know, or you're not, you're not, it's not about your attitude. It's that you're just not good enough. And we just don't have good enough management upstairs. We don't have good enough leadership at the coaching position or even X's and O's. You have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and a couple of guys that are little engines that could. And that's it. And a, and a bunch of washed-up guys. You have to clear this out, guys. It's the only way it's going to change. How? You got to bring a malcontent, as Yami Sweet says, right? You got to bring a malcontent. But this is sports. You deal with that stuff because the talent could make you forget that, right? You well, bring he, in Kyrie. Yeah, he's delinquent off the court. He's not delinquent on it. Exactly. So now we're losing these games by this much. This much, right? This just this much. You throw in a Kyrie in there, that 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 gap probably goes to this a little, doesn't it? I'm going by the by the by the percentages, by common sense. So you got to make a decision. Do you sell your soul a little to try to give LeBron the LeBron era and AD era another shot now, right now? If you don't. What do you do in the summer? There's nothing in the summer. Okay, you sign Kyrie then, right? But then how do you add more talent? You can't because that's not – Tom, you're on mute. Go you ahead, can't Tom. sign him because you don't have the cap space. Exactly. Not enough cap space, and you don't have enough to build around that. That's what the NBA did. Folks who don't understand the CBA, the NBA players wanted a bigger percentage of the pie, which means you have to pay these guys – that percentage, which is 50-50, right? Isn't that what the percentage is? There you go. You got to pay. You Contracts are the leverage. Draft picks are the leverage. You either have one or the other. If you let Beverly go, 
You let uh, Westbrook go without doing anything with them. You don't get that money back. You don't get you don't get sixty million. That drops down to almost thirty five. And you, you don't have trade assets to make. You don't trade. have trade assets. You have nothing. So understand what's going on. Understand what's at stake here. You have two choices: quit. I'm talking about Laker management. Quit on this year and hope for birds to fly into your house and give you luck for next year. I don't know what. Or you bite the bullet, you try to get one more guy in here, and we know damn well Kyrie can be that guy that can close that gap from an on-the-court situation. Off the court, you have you might have to take that risk. Sorry, Jamie. They're going to have to take that risk if they want to win. End the story. Before we head on out, guys, I do want to thank our awesome chat. You've been incredible. Everyone out there from Salami, John, Jamie, Juan, Zangerstein, Jim, Adam, everyone that's been a part of it. Terrence, it's truly Henry, so many great names. Sovereign, of course, as well. Truly been a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. The best Lakers chat room that's right here at Lakers Fast Break. But, Tom, I know you've got some things coming up at Lakerholics.com. I've been able to give a shout out as far as I give one every day uh, on our game, uh, on our you know post games and our, our shows, but you haven't had a chance to go ahead and just give your reasons why, because you haven't been here in a while, why people need to check out Lakerholics.com. Well, I think one of the things we do at Lakerholics.com is we're basically trying to cult- take all of the news that's uh, happening with the Lakers, as well as opinion pieces that myself and Jamie and other and Michael are, are, publisher or editor do and and we try to basically give you a point of view that is intelligent that makes sense that opens up the doors for conversation and debate um, and everybody treats everybody with a great deal of respect there's a lot of differences of opinions um, and there's a lot of back and forth but it's all it's all done with a very positive attitude um, I think if you watch the give and go between people on Lakers fast break very similar, Lakerholics.com. Um, and so I invite everybody to come in and, and, and see what's happening there. Um, it's kind of funny that this is very, I really feel for the writers in the NBA who are trying to put together stories because you are risking so much wasted time right now trying to write a story because the news is likely to just completely destroy that story. I've written two long articles Catch and they haven't been published yet because I haven't finished them. I've been polishing them. Well, they're not even going to get published because one of them is who is the best point guard that the Lakers can bring back in a trade? And I did not include Kyrie Irving in that entire discussion. Then the other one is uh, how Ben Simmons and and could be the the key to uh, to a trade with Kyrie, you know. And that's another one that, that you know, I'm sitting there saying. You know, you, you write these articles and you get ready to publish them and then all of a sudden you have to hold them because you just don't know what's going to happen. And things are changing so fast that you can't even update them. So imagine what Jovan Buha, you know, McBennon and all of those guys are doing. They're, they're probably writing stuff that, that they're having to change every minute. Um, what's going to happen in the next few days? I think Joe said it pretty clearly. The Lakers have to make this trade. They have to make a trade because what they have now is not good enough. Okay. Secondly, I think the Nets, the Nets have to trade Kyrie because 
they can't let him walk for nothing and he'll walk for nothing. It's going to be very hard for him to get anywhere near that money on a sign and trade because the sign and trade for any team to trade for him is going to hard cap them. And that's, so he needs that trade and the Nets need to trade him. So the Nets are going to trade him. The Lakers are probably going to get the trade, I think. And it's just going to be a question then of whether or not a third team is involved or whether or not we give up Austin Reeves and, and uh, Max Christie, who would be the kind of players that would be exactly what, you know. Well, did we decide on the playback.tv, and Joe will like to hear this, because, but he, was, he mm-hmm. wasn't there this time, is that, you know, we would take on Kyrie and Simmons if you at Brooklyn give us the first. I would, you know, if that's the case. Yeah, no, I, my hope, my hope is for Simmons to be the wild card that, but you know, what kind of wild card? Who's going to make a bid? Who's going to give a long-term contract to Kyrie? The only possible team is the Lakers. And that should only be a two-year contract to match LeBron and AD's remaining contract. So there's, this, this is why the odds are heavily in favor of the Lakers being the team that's going to trade for him. Because nobody else is going to be willing to give him a long-term deal. And nobody else is going to match what we can give because they're giving him a rental price. And we're saying, we're going to sign you for at least two years. Kyrie has no choice. It's a deal that, he, that you know, because no team's going to take him unless they feel he's going to sign. And he's not going to sign anywhere. None of these other teams are going to give him, spend enough money to it. it it's it's no different than what it was last time that Kyrie tried to, you know, force a trade. He got permission to go out and seek a trade, and he couldn't find a trade. And then they couldn't find a trade for Durant. The only good thing now is Kyrie's salary. He's only got to pay half of his salary because the Lakers have already paid half of it. So, you know, I think there has to be a trade, and I, and I think the trade has to happen before the next game. The major question, though, is what is Mrs. T – Mrs. LT making in the background because we've been hearing her go in the kitchen right there for it. So what is what's what's going on? We've been talking about food all day. So one here. Well, she's not doing this right now, but she happened to overhear that that Sean has never had angel food cake. So she's going to do an angel food cake and send it to Sean. Oh, oh that's awesome. What? awesome. And you guys have had her cookies before. Yes, Back very good movie. cookies. Yes, I've had it. Yeah, absolutely. He does these cookies rock. Cookie campaigns at Christmas. Um, you know, I, I I owe your wife, you know, a few hugs. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta level up now. I, I gotta find something that your wife really loves and and get it for a, a very nice gift. I received cookies from that beautiful lady, and they were delicious. Yes. Well, she's, the, she's uh anybody who anybody who meets Teresa will love her. And uh the reason I popped out, for example, is that one of my duties is I'm her cabana boy. So when she takes a shower, she wants a hot towel afterwards, and I have to make sure I'm listening to the shower going on and go down there and do my duty. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely, ma'am. Right there for you, ma'am. Absolutely, ma'am. <laughs> but it is the Lakers fast break. Laker hey, happy wife, happy life, man. That's the third time I heard that in two days. I heard it really? with Sean. Somebody trying to tell you something I, that you need to know? I went to the store and they said, you know, I was talking about what my wife, oh, happy. I'm like, yeah, well, I, what I say is, you know, if she's not happy, you don't have a life. Your life <laughs> is gone. That's for sure. But 
Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. I do want to thank everybody for watching this. It is Lakerholics.com. Don't forget to go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom's latest article. And Yami Swoot, a.k.a. Jamie Swoot, who's been in the chat. I truly appreciate it. you got to get back on the show, my friend. You and John got to get back on the show. Try to get you back in here, especially you, Jamie. Come on in with your thoughts. You've been very, very uh, vociferous in the the chat there, as far as your thoughts on. We need to make up a we need to make up a Jamie Sweet meme that says no trade, no trade, no trade. Okay, well, I'll let you work on that. But That's it is Jamie Sweet and his five things out. articles. Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet's articles and Laker Tom's articles at Lakerholics.com. Don't forget, Joe Soro is all over the place at LakersBall.com. Also, it's starting to get right there a little bit uh, you know, after the rainy season. Maybe your lawn is getting a little bit ugly in the Southern California area. Joe can take care of that at Simblades. Simblades on his hat with a Y.com. Don't forget Sean Grice, who does such a sensational job. He has talked about doing his own Magic Man-related podcasts coming up whenever he wants to go ahead and do it. So he might be doing some uh, Magic Man solo stuff in the future. So check that out right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But I want to thank so much, uh, everybody, for stopping by. Laker Teresa on the next show. Okay. All right. There you go. Laker Teresa on the next show. People are already asking it for <laughs> Mrs. LT on the next show. I don't know about that one, but that's up to LT and Mrs. LT on that. But I do want to say that we will be back for sure on Tuesday for Tuesday's game starting at 7 p.m. Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break right there. And then, of course, after the game, the best Lakers post game that's around that's here at the Lakers fast break. I'm trying to get these guys to see if we could do a trade deadline preview on Monday for NBA observations. Haven't had an NBA observations in a while, so I want to see if we can do that heading into some more rumors is Kyrie going to go ahead and become a Laker if he isn't already? So we'll find out on Monday. We'll hopefully have a show then, but definitely on Tuesday. Guys, Magic Man, any last thoughts before we head on out? When's it, predict when day the trade is going to happen, everybody. What day do you expect it to happen? Joe? Joe? If there's a trade, it's going to happen probably I'm going to say tomorrow Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday tomorrow Sunday, night, tomorrow, night. on it's tomorrow. Gonna, if I have to pick, yeah. then it can tail into Monday with a lot of stories for Monday. I think any time between like three and seven Sunday night, if it's going to happen, that's when it's going to happen. Gerald, want to make it a four for four? You guys like putting like. Are you going to be? You going to be Jamie? <laughs> uh, no, I want. The, I I think they're going to do the trade, regardless of what I think. As far as I don't wouldn't I wouldn't put all the money into it. I wouldn't put all the draft choices into it. I think they are going to do that. If they're at least going to offer it. Whether or not it gets executed, that's up again to Joe Sy and Brooklyn. My odds are still 60-40 against them actually executing a trade. I really think that they still are going to play hardball with them and they're going to really try to not give him what he wants because he's done so much to damage that organization over the course of time. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping they do trade him to the Lakers, but you got to remember, this is a very uh, vindictive relationship they now have between him and Brooklyn. And they, they might want to trade him to somebody else than the Lakers. Yeah. They might want to trade him to That's Houston. How they get back at Kyrie. There's been talking about Houston being a long shot in this. They might want to trade to Houston just to go ahead and mess with him. So there's so many variables there, and uh, hopefully we can discuss that on Monday. Show. I, I, I heard somebody suggest five draft picks from OKC. 
<laughs> they definitely could spare him. Yeah, that, that would go along with the 10 that they're going to offer for Wimbanyana. Yep. That's that's uh, something that they could do indeed. It's going to change. I mean, they have the ability to change the whole. I mean, I I think I think when you look at what uh, Utah's doing, for example, Utah's trying to copy that. They have 13 first round picks now. Just 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 based on just based on regionality, if Houston and, and or San Antonio gets that lottery pick. There's no way they're trading with OKC. There's no way a no, Texas but, team would. But trade think about, but think about it. Think about turning down an offer for yeah. ten first round picks for a rookie. We'll see what happens, but we'll talk more about this on Monday for NBA observations. I would love to have each of you guys there. Plus, hopefully, we get Jamie on and maybe John and some others. Maybe we can get them on too to share their thoughts on what may go on at the trade deadline. Plus, more thoughts on Kyrie, but. Definitely going to be here for Tuesday's game, 7 o'clock, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Sign up for free, and you can join us. You can be part of the conversation. We talk about a whole bunch of things to get you through, to entertain you through the game, along with watching the Lakers. So hopefully you'll be able to join us for that. And then afterwards, after the game, of course, will LeBron break the record? We'll find out. But after the game, it's the best Lakers post game, along with the best Lakers chat anywhere around. That is right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrell, Laker Tom, and Magic Man Sean Grice, thanks so much for watching and listening and spending part of your Sunday with us. It is truly appreciated. And I want to go ahead and wish everybody a fantastic weekend. And we'll see you hopefully Monday, but definitely on Tuesday, right here at the Lakers Fast Break.